Hey, and welcome to the Mickey and Minutes podcast, the short Disney show. I'm your host, Nick Lazaga, and this is episode 46, The Great Movie Ride That Could Have Been, featuring my first guest, Andy Goots. Magic Kingdom. Then the incredible Epcot Center. Now comes the new Disney MGM Studios theme park. Good evening and welcome to Classic Night on the Disney Sunday Movie. For weeks now, Mickey has been upset with us because we haven't shown any of his cartoons on the Sunday Movie. Every day he reminds me that not only was he Walt Disney's first star, but he's also the only mouse to ever win an Academy Award. Well, Mickey, I guarantee you, we haven't forgotten. On May 1st, 1989, Disney MGM Studios, now Disney's Hollywood Studios, opened along with its centerpiece attraction, The Great Movie Ride. This spectacular journey into the movies was housed in a full-scale reproduction of the legendary Grauman's Chinese Theater located in the real Hollywood. The ride was approximately 18 minutes long and showcased 12 classic movies using both live actors and over 50 audio animatronics, including the most advanced animatronic of its time. The Great Movie Ride closed on August 13, 2017. It was the last opening day attraction at the park to be replaced by something new. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway officially opened in its place on March 4th, 2020, just a week before the COVID-19 pandemic caused all the Disney parks around the world to close indefinitely. The parks were definitely in need of an actual Mickey Mouse-centered attraction, since up until now the only things that even came close to that were the Mickey Mouse Review in the Magic Kingdom and its replacement, Mickey's PhilharMagic, which is still there today. But neither one of those theater shows could stand up to the advanced technology and storytelling of this brand new attraction. But did the classic great movie ride have to be the attraction to go away for this exciting new ride to come? Or could it have been saved by a great refurbishment? Imagine with me for a second if Disney would have updated it with new movies and new technology. What could this new and improved great movie ride have looked like? Well, this is such a big topic with so many possibilities that for the first time ever in this podcast's almost three-year history, I have a guest on the show. On this episode, my good friend Andy Goots and I discuss what an updated great movie ride could have looked like. We talk about what new movies we would add, what movies have to stay, and how today's new technology could make this journey into the movies more immersive and exciting. So let's jump right into my conversation with my friend Andy about what we think a new and improved great movie ride could have been like. Welcome to the podcast, my very first ever guest, Andy Goots. Thanks for coming on the show, man. 
Nick, thanks for having me. Really, really excited to do this. Yeah, I'm super excited about doing this. I've I've never had anybody on the show, but this is such a big topic that I just I felt like we could talk about this and really hash it out and get some uh, some really cool ideas for what a possible refurb of the great movie ride could have looked like. You know me, man. I love uh, movies and Disney, so this it's so easy for me. That's why you're on. <laughs> okay, so I want to start this uh, conversation by talking about the great movie ride as it was. It was a, such a classic attraction. It was perfect. It was so yeah. good. I loved it so much. Childhood, man. That's that's both of our childhoods. Yeah, exactly. I remember going on as a little kid, and I feel like the great movie ride taught me so much about movies because. I honestly hadn't seen a lot of those movies, and actually, honestly, I still haven't seen a few of the movies in The Great Movie Ride. But do you, do you feel like you have seen those movies, though? Like, I feel like I have a connection to them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'll be honest, A Footlight Parade, never seen it. But, the you know, Rockets. I know about it because of that. Exactly. <laughs> it, it made you feel like as a kid, like, like just more sophisticated in the cinema industry. Exactly. Because, oh, I, 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 oh, Humphrey Bogart. Oh, yes, Ca Casablanca. Sure, of course. Of course. <laughs> and it's, it's funny that I feel like The Great Movie Ride taught me something because it was originally planned to be a future world pavilion in Epcot. That's cool. Did not know that. Yeah, and the idea just outgrew itself and ended up being an entire park based on movies with The Great Movie Ride being the uh, centerpiece attraction. Oh, so MGM was based on just the idea of The Great Movie Ride. Exactly, yeah. It was going to be just a single filmmaking pavilion in Future World. That's cool. That's really, really cool. Dude, I remember going on that ride when I was a kid and, like, a kid, man, and uh, getting scared when Alien came out and, like, of course, hiding, you know, like, under my mom. And then I remember going back to Disney, like, every year subsequently being like, okay, like, I can do this. Like, I can face the Alien this time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It was scary, man. It was scary as a kid. That it scene was. alone was so good. I mean, well, because really, to your point, I never really even knew the movie that it was associated. Like, I, I didn't see Alien, you know, at that age. But, like, you know, we knew what the alien was. Yeah. So after the alien scene is my favorite scene or was my favorite scene, the Raiders of the Lost Ark scene. Oh, so good. It was fantastic. Lifting lifting the arc him and sala yes and i was such a huge indiana jones fan growing up like i was indiana jones for halloween at least twice well that and just the the epic stunt spectacular that yes. was also just it, like it was the two, the great movie ride and epic stunt spectacular it was like we are the champions and we will rock you like they were they were they were so close together in oh terms yeah of your sequence and going to disney yeah, and then when I finally made it over to Disneyland and rode Indiana Jones Adventure, my mind was blown. Blown. <laughs> Do you think that that ride belongs in Disney World? See, I was going to ask you the same question. If you could replace Epic Stunt Spectacular oh. with Indiana Jones Adventure, would you do it? I don't know, because Epic Stunt Spectacular is such a Hollywood Studios thing. It is. It is. But, but in terms know. of, it, it seems... It seems a wee dated, just a wee bit. A little a bit. Wee bit, yeah. Just be happy they didn't upgrade it with uh, Crystal Skull. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> the audience would just be like throwing things at the actors every time. Right. Have you ever been in the Epic Stunt Spectacular? I have not. See, my wife always tries to get me to volunteer. And one time I got the courage to volunteer and I didn't get picked. And I was like, <sighs> I did it. I volunteered. But I don't know. I don't know if my nerves can take that. 
Dude, I did it, it once. Oh yeah, I got I got picked on stage. It was my, was my it? wife and I. Oh, it was it was so much fun. But no, man, yeah, the original OG great movie ride was truly magical. It was awesome. I just remember the queue with all the uh, the movie props in it, the hollow chest table from Star Wars. Oh, the hollow chest. Did they even? They had the Ark of the Covenant there for a while too, didn't they? I don't remember that myself, but I'm I'm pretty sure they did. Uh, it would it would be the perfect prop, dude. I just that montage at the end. Just like Stella, like Stella, that <laughs> is screen. in my head. Yes, and Good Morning <laughs> Vietnam, like those things are in my head because of the great movie ride. It hits everybody's nostalgia perfectly. It was so good. So let's imagine if instead of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway taking over the Chinese theater, if instead the Imagineers decided to kind of redo the great movie ride, and uh, I'm was thinking. Great movie ride sponsored by Disney Plus, right? <laughs> oh, 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 man. And, and, you know, to be completely honest, man, I think this is what they should have done. I, Absolutely. Nothing against, nothing against Runaway Railway. I'm sure it's an awesome ride, but it's, it's the spirit of Hollywood Studios. The great movie ride is essentially the thesis statement for the whole park. You know, it, it kind of yeah. just gathered the whole idea of not only backstage filmmaking, but classic scenes as well. And, and putting them all together. That. And celebrating, yeah, celebrating movies. So let's take a virtual ride through the great movie ride. We'll talk about the scenes and we'll also talk about what would today's Disney would company change? do with that. Exactly. No, what would I, I think that's perfect, man. Let's do it. So the ride opens where you're getting into your ride vehicle and the facade next to you looks like you're outside, like in the evening time of Hollywood, right? Okay. I was picturing the facades around you are what we used to be in front of the Disney studios. Like, you know, that old uh, Disney studio sign that said, Mickey Mouse and Silly Symphonies. Oh, like imagine like, yes. that up there instead of the Hollywood sign. That and then it looks cool. like you're entering the old studio. That would be cool. There's there's the marquee there too, right? Right. Uh, so on the marquee, the ultimate celebration of classic movies. Yes. So so would this in, in 2020, would it be the ultimate celebration of modern classic movies? Yeah, modern, I guess, works. Or something like a... A celebration of, I would say Disney movies, but if we're branching out like yeah. the Disney company, the Disney studios, I'd, I'd I'd be I'd be cautious to just to be too focused on Disney. Or would you think the modern 2020 great movie ride is about Disney, which it very well could be just about Disney movies? Yeah, I feel like if honestly, if the Disney company were to make this ride today, it would it would it, be but it. Yep. Yep, no yeah. question. No Disney question. doesn't like sticking their hands in other people's pots anymore. That's that's a <laughs> And that's why they bought Fox, point. you know? That's why they bought Fox. That's why, you know, they acquired Pixar, Star Wars, Lucasfilm. That's a good point, my man. And with that with that alone, we have so much film history to cover. True. Okay, so we got we got the the intro marquee. Yeah, and then when you're going through that lighted tunnel, here's what I was picturing. Okay. Do you know about the multiplane camera that of iWorks invented? If you've been to like uh, yes. the Walt Disney Presents in Hollywood Studios. Yes, yes, yes. So that the way that that worked, it was layers of background and it looked like it was dimensional, right? For cartoons, for 2D cartoons. Exactly. So yeah. the camera would pan through, like actually pan through these layers to make it look like you're going through You're going through the layers. That's so cool. I was picturing if instead of the lights, you have the layers of set that would be in a multiplane camera. And oh. the very first thing you see instead of a footlight parade is a, a scene from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs kicking it off. And, you know, 
in in and in terms of in terms of Disney, that's animation that that's bread and butter. You know, that's 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 what they that's what they started off on. So that would be that would be its foundation, really, in terms of Disney movies. Exactly. So instead of just entering the movies, you're you're going in through a multiplane camera. I like that. So starting it off, starting off with animation. And I was thinking, I know later in the in the ride you have Fantasia, you have Mickey Mouse. Right. But I was thinking we start off with Snow White. You wouldn't need Fantasia in there later. And the Mickey would be in the pre-show in that theater. You get a series of instead of movie trailers, mm. silly symphonies and old Mickey Mouse cartoons, kind of leading you into what happened next, which was Snow White. Oh, love it. What, what do we got? What do we got next? It's Foot, Footlight Parade. The Footlight Parade representing the beginning of the musical genre. So I would almost like put Snow White in place of Footlight. I don't know what I would do with Singing in the Rain. I feel like Mary Poppins would need to stay. Totally. What I would almost do is some sort of like scene encompassing the Disney Renaissance because not only was that so important for Disney movies and Disney history, but it really had, it really created a revival in the musical genre. Yeah. I think Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, because those movies were written to be musicals. They were written to be in the in the style of musicals. You know, and that, to your point, that makes a good uh, a good point for like like you were saying the animation to go first, you right. know, and and bring in like like that the revival musicals and then go in towards live action, segue into that. Okay, so so question on the question on the musical cast. Would High School Musical belong in there? Oh, that's a hilarious question. I feel like most of the internet would say no. You think so? <laughs> but I don't know. It has a big revival now with that Disney Plus show, right? Think about to what High School Musical did back back in the day. It man. defined a generation, man. It 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 was it was everything. High School Musical was. Huge. Dude, I didn't even think like decoms when we were talking about this topic. What, I feel what like about, yeah, that could be a Disney musical that that works there. It defined like to what it defined a generation in terms of Disney. You know what other Disney musical I just thought of? Newsies. Oh, yes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> there it is. Oh, Christian man. Bale. So good. OG, Classic. OG Newsies with Christian Bale. How did I not think of that earlier? Yes. Newsies and Mary Poppins. Done. Just those two. Just those two. So after that, the musical segment of the great movie ride, we went into Public Enemy, the gangster segment. Ah, the gangster segment. Which I dare say that the new gangster film is the spy thriller genre. I was thinking the exact same. Exactly. Like, we're talking like like James Bond flicks, yeah? Exactly. I was going to say Blue Sky. Like, if we had access to anything, James Bond. And well, here's the big question. If they could put James Bond in the great movie ride, which actor would they put? It has oh. to be Sean Connery. Well, I mean, because this is modern. So right. would, would they would they Daniel put Craig? Daniel Craig in there. You could also make a big argument for Tom Cruise in Mission of all the Mission Impossibles. Dude, I was picturing like a show scene where you're you're going through that control room from Mission Impossible One and just have an animatronic Tom Cruise Drop. come from the ceiling. Exactly. Right. Ex- Exactly. That's yes. the new gangster film, man. Oh, so then, like, cool. if that's the scene in the original Great Movie Ride where someone takes over your vehicle, would mm-hmm. it be like a spy taking over your vehicle, like an enemy spy or like a bad guy? I thought I thought about that a lot, and and I, and, I, and this I think this is going to come up later on too. I don't, I don't know how it would fit. If anything, 
maybe change the order, but you know superheroes are gonna are gonna come up. I was just imagining like because a superhero could be masked so easy, a superhero would come and take over the the, the like, like Spider-Man comes. Oh, uh, Spider-Man. and it's just a recording of his voice, so the the actor doesn't have to speak. He's right. just in his mask and just acts to the voice. Um, Tom Holland. Or Tom Holland. And it could be a different hero each time. You don't know which one you're going to get. Dude, you blew my mind. That is <laughs> so cool. You know, yes. something like that. You know, as long as it's a masked hero, you got all, well, I guess in terms of the rights of the characters, you're, you're battling Universal Studios in terms of costumes a little yeah. bit. But uh, to answer your question in terms of the gangsters uh, or, or, or who they were taking over your portray, vehicle, what if they could do the same thing, but do all the modern spy people? Like you could do. Uh, Mission Impossible, James Bond, uh, 007, and then even like Die Hard, like John McClane. He's in Dude, too. I was going to get to Die Hard because here's my <laughs> my next thing. I was going to say me. another thing that would take the place of gangster films would be cop films. Cop films. So Die Hard. Die Hard. Exactly. Imagine a Die Hard sequence. Like, was it Nakatomi Plaza, right? Nakatomi Plaza, John McClane, just being awesome. That would be perfect. That has me segue into the next scene that I think could be really wonderful. Okay. So, okay. the segue from Die Hard, Christmas films. Christmas, Christmas films, films are a genre. And guess what we have the rights to now? Home Alone. So imagine like the narration talking about Die Hard, you know, talking about, oh, is it a Christmas film? Which brings us to our next genre, the Christmas movie. The Christmas movie. And you pass movie. by the McAllister house. Like this, it would be a great one. Is the scene where Kevin McAllister is uh, maneuvering all the puppets? You know, yeah, like like right. the, the cardboard cutout is going like by the window. Jesus. It passed by. Yes, exactly. Okay, so so the next ones, it's the western sequence, right? Right. Uh, who we got? We got John Wayne and we got John Wayne, Clint Eastwood, classic westerns. Oof, westerns, man. It's not like it's a dying genre, but it's a niche genre now. There hasn't really been a whole it's lot of very good niche. western. And here's where I was picturing something that Disney really capitalized on this uh-huh. in place of the western genre is the pirate genre. The pirate. But but that's hard because you don't want to redo pirates. Right. We already have the glorious scenes in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, they're too good. I don't know what I would do with that. This is where I would replace it with superheroes. See, because I was thinking superheroes would be the, the big finale the replacing big, well, us. Repl- Ooh. Ending with the superheroes saving the day and having, like, Avengers assemble. That's that's cool. Because that, that is, is really kind of like the, the Disney finale. Like, Endgame is, like, the big the biggest finale ever put on screen. It's, their, it's Disney's ultimate showdown. Right, exactly. That, that, that would be cool. That would be cool. But, I, but Westerns, man, Westerns is so Westerns, hard. Westerns is hard, and and Disney did put out a Western pretty recently, but I don't Which think one? they want to own up to the Lone Ranger. The Lone, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, with Army Hammer and Johnny Depp. Right. You know yes. that if that movie would have been successful, we would have had a Lone Ranger overlay of Big Thunder Mountain. I that was in that. the works, from I what I understand. That. that would be the ride to to make Lone Ranger the right, oh, but I'm so happy that did not happen. <laughs> so when I think, so when I think westerns and Disney, I think Lone Ranger, but I also think if you go back far enough, Davy Crockett, Davy Crockett, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. Elmo. <laughs> but in terms of in terms of movies, though, right? Davy Crockett was a made-for-TV movie, so I guess that's it doesn't right. really count. That one's that one's hard. I, I would think right here, I would say superheroes either right here or the ending. It'd have to be in the middle of the end. 
Right. One of the big scenes needs to be superhero. So we'll put a pin we'll, in that right now. We'll put it. We'll put a pin in that right now. Uh, and after that, we go into sci-fi. Alien was a Fox film. Is a Fox film now owned by Disney. Technically, so could stay. Game. Still fair game. Exactly. But we all know what the biggest sci-fi Disney property is it's star wars but we were talking about pirates of the caribbean earlier would you want to put star wars in here when we have galaxy's edge like five seconds away i was i was thinking about that and i kind of feel like i kind of feel like star wars would be the cop out a little bit right it's too easy so i know disney doesn't have the rights to it but another fantastic science fiction movie that probably should be in an idealistic great movie ride is back to the future Dude, I think Back to the Future belonged in the original Great Movie Ride. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, so what year did the Great Movie Ride open? Anyways. It opened in 1989 with the park. 89 with the park. So when did Back to the Future, it was an, it's an 80s movie. 85, so it, right? It 80, came out in 85. So it would have already been, like, Back to the Future, should that somewhere needed to it's be. It's a there. universal movie. And mm, did you ever right, ride the Universal right. Back to the Future ride oh, at Universal Studios? Oh, but of course, where you had to bump Biff. That was so good. But imagine, like, imagine an epic show scene. You have the DeLorean, you have Doc Brown, Marty. Like, I think, I think with modern Disney tech, they could even pull off, like, seeing the DeLorean take off, not into the air, but just on ground and seeing the flames, you know, coming right. up from behind and, and seeing it turn blue and all that jazz. Imagine, yeah, you have the facade of the clock tower behind you, and then this, the DeLorean, like, heads towards your tram. Back to the Future still holds up, man. Like people are still watching that movie. It still all the does. Time. See, I'm a huge Disney fan, but Back to the Future One is my favorite movie of all time. It's timeless. I feel like it's truly timeless. Like the 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 humor in it, their their commentary, it's it's perfect. So digging into the Disney library, I was thinking Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea or Tron or Tron. Tron would be perfect. Both Disney uh, sci-fi classics. Okay, okay, I, I, I liked all of those. Uh, 20,000 Leagues, great. And especially, especially to 20,000 Leagues lost its love when just like uh, it got replaced, its ride got replaced by Nemo ever so slightly. Right. Um, I wouldn't consider it a modern classic, but it's still no. Disney sci fi to the T. Right. And if, if you're going with the narration talking about Disney evolving through the years, you could talk about 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and then have the narration go into the acquisition of Lucasfilm. There we go. I like that. So I think, you know, something like Star Wars, 20,000 Leagues Tron, it doesn't even have to be its own massive scene, like how big Alien was. Something little. It could be a, a combination of all three of those films because they're all just great. That's true. I was thinking if they, if they were going to do Star Wars, I was thinking of doing like, like they, they, they need to go old school. Like they need to do A New Hope. You just see Mark Hamill staring at the multiple suns on Tatooine, like right at the end of the movie. Epic. Yes. Cool. So then, okay, so we have Indy right afterwards. Indy's next. Movies. And we both agree that Indy needs to stay. Right. Indy is forever, man. Indy's forever. Indy it's, is forever. Indiana Jones is the quintessential adventure hero. It's a big room, though. Would we want to update it somehow? Not Crystal Skull. Not not the alien chamber from Crystal Skull. Not the alien chamber from Crystal Skull. <laughs> not gonna happen. I don't know what I would do with it. It has to be indie, but I don't know what other scene is that is that iconic, right? Is that like that's true, and you can't you can't do anything that would resemble the epic sound spectacular either. I mean, it, it also kind of goes back to it. The modern adventure movie is very pirates. Very pirates, exactly. Yeah. So it's either it's either keep indie or replace with pirates. 
And so right after that, you kind of pass by this little like, I always picture this part as like a corner. It was like a, a horror corner where they just had like some skeletons coming out of the wall. It felt like just like you're turning the corner and they just had, oh, what do we put in this corner? Skeletons. It that, it's always that same, it's always that same fun fact about like one of the first horror movies ever was a was an animated one of a dancing skeleton. Yeah, exactly. Skeleton, yeah. Uh, and then sometimes your cast member would say like, I see dead people. Yeah. Oh, no, not some. Every time. <laughs> ever say, since that movie came out, that yes, was the correct. line. <laughs> so good. They mention horror, but they don't they don't capitalize on that. So we know that they can do something scary because of aliens. Right. 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 Okay. Take out the alien scary, replace that with our twenty thousand in Star Wars. So to replace the scary, put in zombies. Right. All right. Maybe not even maybe not even like reference a movie, but just like saying there's just zombies in general. I can see that. We do need something there, something to something represent ho- that genre. That's a big genre. Horror. They have to tiptoe around that since it is a, a Disney attraction. It is. I would almost say is have that corner have an alien pop out from the <laughs> from the old alien scene. Because I don't know, was, that movie was bad. kind of horror, right? It well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and 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 I guess nowadays we might consider it more like action and adventure, or, right? But, but back then, that was just a yeah, just a horror movie. True. And after that, you went into this another giant room for Tarzan. It was pretty cool. I never got it as a kid. I always wanted it to be George of the Jungle, but it wasn't. Yeah, same. And uh, I, I guess by that time, the cartoon Tarzan came out. And right, so that's what, that's what we, or I guess, I guess me, pictured as Tarzan. So it was weird for me to like, that's not Tarzan. Like, yeah, exactly right. He's not skateboarding down a tree. <laughs> yeah, like he's not modeled after Tony Hawk. Yeah. What other movie? would just just replace that whole, that's a big room that's a whole room that's that's taken up that area hear me out okay that scene could be replaced with the muppets and the muppets could represent muppets. the comedy genre god i love the muppets so much who doesn't uh, love the muppets and in actually saying that representing the comedy genre that's that's so misrepresented in the original great movie right and i guess too because the comedy genre wasn't as big as it is now in modern days, I would say. Right. The comedy genre is really just represented in the montage at the end. It really is. How, oh, I, dude, I think that's a great idea. I think you we know, need a Jason Siegel animatronic. A Jason Siegel animatronic, a Steve Martin animatronic. That would even be a cool like transition point. We weren't talking earlier about where the uh, they transitioned back to your actual guide. But imagine like the Muppets doing something zany to get your original... If back. the Muppets, if or or if the Muppets somehow became your like, like if Kermit the Frog became your tour guide, as long as it's not awesome. that uh that old Kermit like walk around character from the old studios days that was terrifying because no. <laughs> he was like seven feet tall, not no, that no, no. Kermit. <laughs> modern happy go lucky Kermit or same kind of deal. You don't know what like you could get Fozzie or Gonzo, and that would be so. I mean, like like doing doing the animatronic as your new host would be so easy i haven't ridden rise of the resistance yet but i know you have a an r2 unit right an animatronic in front of you yeah it's awesome so an animatronic an animatronic kermit guiding you through the whole thing be so easy giving like funny commentary throughout the whole thing that would be a way to incorporate muppets of course we'd lose that whole idea of a giant muppets room but that could be i was about to I was about to do a Kermit the Frog impression until I realized that, oh, just, please that just would have been that just would have been a huge. Let's keep let's keep this going. It might it might just come. <laughs> it, might, it might just come. Back. I don't I don't know because it all just be just like off the top of my head. 
So, okay, right. so, so I have a thought. You know, it's a great movie ride. We're celebrating movies. We're celebrating modern classics. I can't think of a more modern classic in terms of like our generation, groundbreaking film, Titanic. Yes. See, I had Titanic in my head. I think it's written on my notes somewhere. Titanic. But yes, Titanic. You can do two scenes. You can the like, flying scene. The flying scene, which was just seeing Robo, Robo Leo <laughs> and Kate Winslet, like, you know, in, in sweet embrace. Or you come up and you're in like the grand staircase in the dining oh, room. Yes, you and have famous an animatronic Leo put his hand out. Just just putting his hand out. Chills, man. <laughs> Chills. Chills. Uh, I, I don't know. I think one full room needs to be Titanic. And that would represent the uh, romance genre as a and whole. And it would that would also it could it, it it would take away like the Humphrey Bogart the the Casablanca scene for romance. So exactly. Right. Exactly. All right. That's a great idea. So to I sum up, man. we landed on the idea that Kermit is our guy throughout this whole thing. <laughs> it takes you to the Titanic. <laughs> we were talking a little bit about maybe Muppets representing the comedy genre, but there mm-hmm. are other movies that could represent that. How about the Tom Hanks classic Big? Oh my God. That segment, you can have Tom Hanks jumping on that piano mat. Seeing that scene, that would be so cool. Yes. Great. Yeah, definitely. And that's right. and that's that's under the, the Disney umbrella? Yeah, I believe it's Fox, right? I, I think so. Big would be a great one. Uh, having him at the, um, doing some sort of Disney magic with the Zoltar machine. Yes. Uh, where like at one moment he's the kid and then the next moment he's older Tom Hanks. That They could do that with Smoke and Mirrors somehow. I like it. That's, all, yeah, that's awesome. That, oh, comedy genre. I, I, liked, I like that a lot, yeah. And that'll take the place of that scene there, that, uh, that Casablanca scene. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, after Casablanca, we have Fantasia. I feel like if we're going back to what we talked about earlier, we have animation already at the beginning. What would go here? You know, an untapped genre that is not on here, I'm wondering if it's relevant enough, is the sports movie genre. The sports movie genre. Remember the Titans? Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. Uh, Cool Runnings is hilarious. One of my favorite sports movies ever. Oh, of all time. The Jamaican bobsled team. So I almost Uh, feel like not keep the same layout of the room, but put a screen up there and just have a, a sports montage leading into the big finale scene which we talked about earlier, could possibly be a big Avengers superhero. I think so. I like the idea of the Avengers going at the very end because you need you need the superhero genre. Right, and with new technology, like neither one of us have ridden Mickey and Minnie, but we know kind of how it works. It has these uh, some great big screens, right? Am I kind of in the ballpark? They have, uh, and, and, and Nick is only referring to this because I cheated and watched the uh, YouTube point of view. I have the- not, <laughs> so I only know what I yes. think I know, which is probably Correct. very, very wrong. It is cool. Like from just from watching the point of view, they have they have screens that are the screens are animated themselves along with uh, projection on the animatronic. Uh, so so double duty a little bit, very similar to like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, uh, the Frozen Ride at Epcot, you know, right. all of that. That they they really capitalize on that tech. But it's it's neat because basically from ceiling to floor, it's just a giant LED screen. Right, so imagine that technology in this final scene just to give you, like, you're in the middle of an epic Avengers battle, like the New end York of is Endgame. All around you. Or, yeah, the Battle of New York, the original Avengers movie, exactly. Like, something like that. Or just end on that scene 
when uh, they're right about to fight everybody in New York, and they all kind of and it pans. Up. Yes, it pans. yeah, that the classic there. hero shot. Yep, and each one of them have like their cool thing that they do. Right. Yeah, and that would really incorporate that awesome technology that Disney has now. Not to mention the fact all these amazing animatronics that are coming out now, like oh my God. the Avatar animatronic. If we just think about Avatar animatronic Hondo in uh oh yeah in, in, in smugglers the run yeah the falcon uh i know i know you haven't written it yet but but kylo and general hux in rise of the resistance right watching them those animatronics was so fluid it looked like they were on the bridge of the star destroyer like talking to you and also if you've seen the imagineering story you probably know about that animatronic the they call it the stuntronic yes it's gonna be the new spider-man yes yes so even technology like that i mean you can't fling an animatronic in a room maybe you can i don't know i don't know man i mean like but disney could maybe do it look they can figure it out think of the size think of the size of those rooms right you know like they're massive you could do so much in there so So a combination of screens and this like flying animatronics around you and that could be so immersive led screens animatronics uh projection technology uh, that oh, they're, yeah. they're doing everything. I've seen the videos of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride from Shanghai. Have you seen that? Oh, I, 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 I watched the point of view, yeah. Yeah, where it's just these uh, real sets, immersive screens around you. Just It feels like you're in the action. So just ending on a huge finale. Like I love the Wizard of Oz scene in the great movie ride. It was fun. It was, it was silly. You got to sing. Mm-hmm. But you know, Disney now is so focused on the epic, the big it, the epic, epic blockbuster movies. The epic, I like So that. ending on an epic scene like that with just throwing in all the technology that they have to make it as immersive and huge as possible. And the Avengers are their crown jewel. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, I love the montage at the end, but you, we, don't, we don't have to end with that now. We could even well, have uh, both so, those so rooms. Great segue. So so yeah. what would be the would, would the montage get replaced? Would it would it even just would there even be a montage? We could possibly just extend the Avengers scene into two rooms because it's it's the bread and butter it's, of the Disney it's company the bread right and now. Butter. And just have that be this two humongous room finale and you get off the ride like you just that feeling when you finally finish like a good like Avengers movie or a good Marvel yes. movie and you just feel oh, like there you exhausted, like happy and exhausted <laughs> Ex- at the same time. Exhausted exhausted is a great it's yeah. a great word. <laughs> so if we end with a big epic Avengers battle scene and we don't bleed into that final room with the montage and we did have an epic film montage like The Great Movie Ride originally ended with, how do you think that would look nowadays? You know, to be honest, I don't know if I would change too much about it because if we're going to be doing an updated Great Movie Ride with, like we are saying, quote-unquote modern classics, right? maybe that would be the time to salute the original classics right the ones that were featured in the original great movie ride maybe the ones that were featured in the original great movie ride i I don't know that 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 could that could go anywhere but i I think i think doing a little bit of a salute to like how we got here right i feel like the modern disney company would take the montage as an opportunity to just put a big disney plus commercial just (laughs) Just blast, blast Disney Plus down your throats. That's what it would be. Exactly. I'd I'd be all for it, man, to be honest. Honestly, yeah. There's no reason to hate on that. I love Disney Plus so much. All right. So I think we came up with a lot of really cool ideas for what the great movie ride could have been. 
I think so too, man. I think uh, now more than ever, like it makes me want to be like an Imagineer and just be in that room to say, no, this is what we're doing. Absolutely. We live in a Disney plus world right now. And I feel like the great movie ride could have thrived. I agree, man. Like that's, that's such a great way to put it with everybody just streaming everything at our fingertips right now. Like we need an updated great movie ride more than ever. Yeah, man. All right. Thanks, Andrew, for being on the show. Is there anything that you want to plug? Absolutely. Uh, I, I do play music on the side. If you'd like to look me up on Spotify, I'm under Andy Goots, A-N-D-Y-G-O-O-T-Z. I'm the one and only. Uh, yeah, give it a listen in these times of quarantine. Um, it's a lot of uh, folk rock, a lot of banjo music, a little bit of bluegrass. Um, so if you enjoy that, give me a give me a shout too on Facebook. Um, you can follow me at facebook.com slash Andy Goots Music. And um, yeah, check it out. I hope you enjoy it. I really think we should do this again sometime. It'd be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd be happy to come back whenever you'd, you'd, uh, you'd have me. That's awesome. Thanks again for being on the show, man. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation about what we think the great movie ride could have been like if it would have been updated instead of replaced. I had a blast having my good friend Andy Goots on the show. We had been planning to do this for weeks, and then when the COVID-19 stay-home order hit, we had to change our plans and figure out how to do it remotely. So I'm really glad it all worked out. He's a great dude and an extremely talented musician, so be sure to check him out on Spotify and iTunes. Having a guest on the podcast was definitely something new for Mickey and Minutes, so if you enjoyed this kind of episode and would like to hear more like it, let me know on Twitter and Instagram at Mickey and Minutes, or even leave a review on iTunes about it. That would be really great and super helpful. Also, let me know what other movies you would have liked to see represented in an updated great movie ride, and let's keep this discussion going. Well, I hope everyone is being safe and staying healthy during these crazy times, and I hope this podcast has brought a little joy and a little Disney magic your way. Thanks so much for listening to the show. If you liked it, please rate it, review it, and subscribe to it on iTunes, and tell your fellow Disney friends about it. Look out for another episode very soon. You can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Mickey and Minutes, find us on YouTube for some Disney trivia and other fun videos, and check out MickeyandMinutes.com for show notes, exclusive podcast episodes, and more. Thanks again for listening to the Mickey and Minutes podcast. I'll see you next time. Bye. Folks here about say for a rabbit leaving home. I say for a rabbit leaving home.